So this is a movie that you guys will like. I thought it was okay. Oh, baby, that was good. I am stupid. <laughs> I like to cook slop. Do you want to top that slop? Thought we were going to have fun here. Yes, queen. Down with guilty pleasures, up with pleasure pleasures. Did we talk you into... Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends try to talk each other and maybe even you into liking what we like. This week is Star Trek Lower Decks. My name is Jeff, and I just saw Weird Al Yankovic for the 14th time, and in three days, I'll be seeing him for the 15th time. My name is Jimmy, and I'm going to Dollywood. (laughs) My name is Dan, and I watched the original Star Trek animated series on an original iPod at a Planet Fitness. Oh That's, wow. That is a good fun An original fact. iPod? The first think, video iPod. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty While good. I was walking on a treadmill. <laughs> and I watched like every episode. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's Jimmy, why are you going to Dollywood? That's still a thing? Yeah, still a thing. Uh my partner Kira really likes Dolly and we're going to Dollywood <laughs> and amusement park, so it's going to be it's going to be wow. fun. Wow. Yeah. It was a gift for uh Kira for their birthday. I, don't I like any, Dolly partner. I don't know anything about Dollywood, Dolly Partner. You said Dolly, Dolly Partner. Parton? Oh, did I say partner? Yeah, yeah you did. Oh, sure did. I like Dolly Parton. <laughs> She's a good partner. You like Dolly Parton? Name one song. It's not Jolene. The Bridge. Name two songs. It's not Jolene. Islands in the Stream. Name three songs. It's not Jolene. <laughs> uh, I will always love you. Thanks, Dan. That means a lot to me. True. You know, we've been through so much together as best friends. Like. That one nine to five, like that one. We're working nine, nine to five. five. What a way to make a living! Watch a comedy with your jeans plucking like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Sure. With your jeans painted on, uh, your butt looking fat. Are those the words? I think no. that's a Weird Al song. Oh yeah, Weird Al. I saw him. I watched the trailer for the new uh, Weird Al movie. I did. Looks bad. Not impressed at all. No. It's just a teaser, but it, it's funny because, you know, I'm in Weird Al groups online, as you are, and everybody's as, as like, look at this. And I was like, you guys are in make-believe town because it does not look entertaining at all. Is it going to be a a parody? Like, is yes. it, like, it, it hasn't hard? been officially stated, but it's probably, it's more like, than likely. This is taking it way too seriously. No, no, it's it's a joke. Like when he comes out on stage shirtless drinking alcohol, that yeah. that's never happened. I'm like, before. I don't think Weird Al does those things. No, yeah. he doesn't. He doesn't do those. He, he sometimes he doesn't wear shirts because Ooh. it's not like he showers with Hawaiian shirts on. Or maybe he does. Oh, you're like sometimes know. in his life. I yeah, no, when he's on stage. stage. No, no. But like, does he have a good Jeff? body? Was it good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was the. It was very funny because I went there and I got fourth row seat somehow. Don't know how that happened. How many kids did you have to beat up to get those seats? I held them down and I said, listen here, you little piece of garbage. I've been listening to Weirdo three times before you were born your age. Legs. <laughs> uh, this guy was sitting next to me and before uh, Weird Al started, he's like, oh, hey, how many times is this your first time? And I was like, no, this is my 14th time. And he was like, wow, you're a f- loser and he didn't say that but i was like have you seen him before he's like no this is my first time what should i expect and knowing that it's the tour where it's stripped down i was like you're in for a bad time because he <laughs> thought he was coming to see like crazy zany weird owl with all the costumes and stuff and i was like no he's gonna be sitting down on a stool for about an hour and playing deep cuts and no parodies that you've ever heard mm. and he's like oh okay yeah my friends were like i'm going to see weird owl and you know i used to listen to amish paradise and i was like you're not gonna hear that tonight sir and he was and- like He's like, you know, all us adults are here for the same thing to pick up kids. <laughs> wow. That is not funny, Dan. That is not funny at all. It's true for you, Jeff. It's not true <laughs> at all. It's not funny. But yeah, no, it was it was good. He the set list he played. There wasn't one song I disliked. Uh, yeah, a lot good. of bangers, a lot of songs like the first time I saw him was in 2000 and it was in the same exact place that I saw him. And he played two songs that I haven't seen him play since then. Mm. Uh one more minute in the night, Santa went crazy for anybody that 
is <laughs> wondering. So I, this is my question. Yeah. When you normally see Weird Al and it's a whole like stage production. Yeah. I get that he has to have a fixed set list because there's costume changes. Yeah. There's video montages. It's every, every single tour is exactly the same set list. But with this one different every time okay. every single night that's why i'm, I'm going glad to, to hear that i would have yeah. been disappointed where you're like yeah he does the same show now there's like a percentage so it starts out with i'm assuming one song he plays dare to be stupid in a different style and it ends with like um a montage of parodies in different styles so those two are set does he have the whole usual band it's his band yeah, yeah it's him and his band but like nothing crazy and then every song there's like the last tour people did the math and they were like there's some songs that are one in ten every ten shows he plays this song once oh there's some God. songs that are, and i'm like you guys are nerds i, I get that there's fan bases like that for everything but i'm kind of surprised that weird Al. oh my are you really he's are you surprised that act yeah but he also has 14 albums i mean he hasn't had an album in nine years so it's kind of like sad for Weird Al fans that there hasn't been any new music mm. really. But no, there's some songs that I've never seen him play before last uh, few nights ago um, and songs that I know he's played but I've never heard like Biggest Ball of Twine in Minnesota. I saw it at the Strings Attached tour oh. but this time it was just the the real version. And, How was Bob Bermuda Shorts? The way I was sitting he was I couldn't see him because there was a speaker in my way. I was oh, I was orchestra oh, left. Oh. But yeah, he was fine. And it's John Bermuda shorts. But they did call me. Always mess that up. Bob like, was the second song they played. So that was fun. Cool. Yeah. No, it was. It so was, it was just good. like a rock show. They just played shows. Yeah, they played shows or, or played songs. They just played whatever. songs and they did sit down the entire set. Oh. There, there was just it was just like intimate setting, which is really cool. weird. Al now 63 years old. Mm well sad 60. you knew that off the yeah. top of your head but 62 um, he'll be i would expect him to say like in his early 60s <laughs> <laughs> and i mean it did start out with emo phillips doing a set and that was oh, that's very cool. funny nice. he's really good and then i try to tell my wife some of the jokes but like you can't tell somebody else's jokes and then be funny yeah she didn't um, go right you went by no, yourself i went by myself because i'm a freaking loser yep. I, I gave my ticket to the usher and he was like is anyone else with you and i was like <laughs> just me it's just me. That's where my joke derived from. I yeah. don't think there's a lot of like single adult men hanging out there. That's kind of why I got these seat, that seat so easily. Right. Yeah. You're looking for one seat. Yeah, I'll get the one in orchestra left fourth row and I'm not paying like whatever it is for. Right. VIP. You were probably sitting between a group of two and a group of three or something. Yeah, it was five, five seats in the row. The four people were together and I was by myself at the end and it was great nice and my my seat is row p on do you think weird al will tour long enough for you to bring jeffrina that is exceptionally funny you mentioned that because on my way there i'm getting dressed i put on my shirt the food shirt that you gave me you could see in so discussions yeah because it's like a zany shirt and i was like maybe weirdo will call me up on stage (laughs) because my shirt (laughs) tell me that thought didn't cross your mind no it didn't come on jeff come on jeff and then then we'll get married and i'll be mr weird i was like maybe i should go and try to get a set list but i think they have monitors because they they're pulling from their entire library so i think there's lyrics and notes like springsteen does yeah so i didn't go up and then this girl two rows in front of me she posted on a group later that she had the set list and i was like that's pretty cool well i interrupted you yeah so so as i'm leaving i'm kissing little jeffrey and night i was like i'll see you tomorrow little baby and then i i told my wife i'm like man i really hope weird al doesn't retire or die before i can take her i know it's just something i want to do she might hate weird al who knows i'm still gonna force her (laughs) you will laugh at these songs that came out 20 years before you were born the key to every good parental relationship force it into something they like yeah don't like yeah as long as she's not republican i don't care what she is don't be a republican that's that's my only hope for her as long as she's not a republican then everything else is fine Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> this is the segment of the show. I like it. That, <laughs> that we do every week. Uh, it's called talking ourselves into. It's just something that we've been doing uh, recently. Just something that we want to talk about in the show. It's just our little personal segment that we do. Talking myself into crying a river and drowning the whole world. You too? Yeah. Uh, no, I've been talking myself into axe throwing because I did it for the first time. Oh my God. I'm a big fan of this. Yeah. Jimmy's like, I sip IPAs and throw axes at wood. I didn't drink any beer. And um, then I listened to Imagine Dragons on the car ride home. No, I went I'm to a barcade. Up. Fun. <laughs> 
No, I went to this place in Southington that uh, it's like a cool like little area that uh, Dan can attest to too. It's, it's a pretty hip as fudge. Yeah. Oh, I didn't have got to it. it. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> um, yeah. No, it's really cool. They there's an axe throwing place. There's a barcade right next to it. There's like a barbecue place that's right around the corner. There's um, a great coffee shop. Coffee shop. Tory. Yeah. I I walk on Hardcore the, sweets, the Farmington Trail through that area. Yeah. Yeah. It's it goes nice. right by. It's really cool. But yeah, I went axe throwing for the first time and I was real bad at it. Not good at really? all. Really? Yeah. No, not good. Um, well, you're supposed to throw the actual tool, not cans of deodorant. <laughs> oh. That was your problem. <sighs> Jimmy's like, now you tell me. I brought 36 cans of axe. <laughs> I thought this was trivia night. I came here to axe questions. I oh. thought I was. That's what I've been hoarding all that uh, axe chocolate for for the past 10 years. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I went for the first time and, uh, yeah, not great, but, uh, it was a lot of fun. It was like, obviously very satisfying. Like as soon as like you get it for the first time, you're like, I am a God. <laughs> like you just feel like really How was your partner? masculine, uh, started off very strong and then got really bad really? towards the end. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I is mean, it we kind of like bad. darts? Like you throw an axe and you get the bullseye, then you throw another axe and it hits that axe and sticks in that axe. Yeah, that's how you do okay. it. No, you, you, just done it you just make a line of axe. No, because I, I'm I don't I have friends. I don't do social things. Yeah, I mean, this was just me and my partner, but we were put up with like a bunch of other people too, just randos. I'm it's very fun. It's uh, it's <laughs> sort of I I always describe it as like halfway between darts and bowling. Yeah, yeah that's very similar. Um, I like it a lot better. I think better my than shoulder like would hurt if Me I too. did that because I don't know how to throw. It's not bad. They teach you to throw it two-handed, so it takes a lot of the stress off. What if yeah. you like miss and like hit your knee? You stand far enough away that. What if it slips and you throw it in somebody's head? What if the Russians nuke <laughs> us tomorrow? That's more plausible than what I'm talking about. True. Yeah. There's a cage <laughs> behind you. Yeah. You're, oh. They usually like it's like an alley, like a lane, right. and there's like chicken wire on three sides. So my problem with this is, what if people they go and they get really good at this, right? Yeah. yeah. And then they're like, "I'm going to turn to crime, wait in alleys, <laughs> and then they throw axes." You're describing you a, a supervillain origin story. Yes, that can happen. What would the villain's name be? Axer. <laughs> I like both of those, but I think <laughs> the hatchet. Yeah, oh, that's good because they call it axe throwing, but it's really a hatchet. Yeah, it's only like 15 They're inches long. Well, it's kind of like when I would play Mortal Kombat three mm. and you play as uh, what's his name? Nighthawk or whatever. Axe boy. The guy, the Skyler, the Indian guy, because they call him Indians back then. Axe cop. And then Axe cop's a great comic. I've been yeah. wanting to talk you guys into that. And he throws the green axes out of the spirits sure. of his relatives. I don't remember. Tomahawks. Yeah, I only really played like Mortal Kombat one or two, and then like the newer ones. Jim, I want to go axe throwing with you now. Yeah. If I ever have a Let's significant go. other, we can double. No, it's one of my favorite things. Let's not do that. Uh, what about Tan, just the boys? What? Just, just the boys going to throw axes? Yeah, like you, Jim. Yeah, Jim. Yeah. Why can't you double date? <laughs> I don't know. We're just so two cousins hurt. on a double date. Double We're dating doesn't accident. mean that you and I have great. to like date or kiss or anything. Oh, it doesn't? No, that's oh, not how I'm not. Oh, I'm not into double dating not anymore. Into it anymore. Yeah. We do have to hold hands, but that's as far <laughs> as it goes. Just for a photo sesh. Yeah. yeah. Dan, what are you talking yourself into? Talking myself into rewatching 30 Rock. Oh, okay. Oh. My dad, uh, as you know, Six Star Brian. Um, guys, I mean, I'm just going to come out and say it. Marijuana is legal in Connecticut. My dad likes to get painfully high and watch comedies in the evening as a way of relaxing. <laughs> and uh, he's always looking for a new funny show. He recently finished rewatching Seinfeld. And uh, I was like, you know what show is great that you never gave a chance? And I haven't watched it since it was originally on the air is 30 Rock. Yeah, that's I definitely my rewatch it. list. Oh, gee. It's, it's been on the list since we started the show. In the words of Baba Booey, it really holds up. <laughs> uh does it i feel like there would be things that are like problematic maybe a little but i've heard they've like cut stuff out of the show and things oh like i don't that. know uh i mean i'm casually you know what sold the show it? for me in the very first episode what is tracy morgan running down the street in his underwear or a diaper or something yep. with a lightsaber screaming i am a jedi yeah. <laughs> i was like this is a show for me that's also like a cutaway joke yeah then like <laughs> it's not even like a real thing uh basically they're talking about hiring tracy jordan who is the character right that is tracy morgan, morgan. and tina Fey's character is like i don't know isn't he known for being a little out there and her boss played by alec baldwin's like 
he's had some situations in the past and they cut to him in the middle of a highway <laughs> in tidy whities yeah. and gold chains swinging a plastic lightsaber screaming i am a jedi yeah like i just said i just yeah, said the whole thing it was good Thanks. yeah it's really good. It good but uh it's a fun rewatch uh like i said i'm only like halfway through season one just started it with my dad watching it casually but uh there are some laugh out loud moments. That's one of those shows where it's dense, like jokes on it's jokes. It's super dense. Every single word is placed precisely where it needs to be. It's right. so tightly written. It's yeah, it's one of the like best written comedies uh, out there. So if you're ever looking for like a dumb, fun, fun, laugh a minute type show. And I'm sure it has like crazy rewatchability because there's so many layers and so many things that you'll see that you don't remember. For sure. And also things that early on don't seem like anything that become running jokes. Exactly. Yeah. Like I watched the whole series, so I know like all the little background writers like Lutz and stuff like that and right. what they're going to turn into. So watching them in season one when they have like one line an episode. There's also, I just found out somebody who's famous now was in that show and I can't remember who it is, but there's a lot of people that also worked, you know, with Tina Fey over the years that show up and like, now you might know who they are, but when the show aired, they were like nobody. Yeah. Right. Just like pages. We just watched the episode with uh, the guy who plays uh, Chaos in those Allstate commercials. He's a reoccurring. Oh, yeah. The Rat King. <laughs> He's uh, Dennis, uh, her on again, off again boyfriend. And I my favorite thing about their relationship is as it progresses as a term of endearment, he calls her dummy. Yeah. And so the first time he called her dummy, I was like, oh, there's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Love he sells that. beepers, right? Yeah. <laughs> He's the beeper king. And then, yeah, they the rat king <laughs> our relationship is a rat king dennis so yeah uh it's a good one if you're ever looking for something dumb check it out 30 rock it's weirdly streaming on like every major platform it is yeah it's on like netflix hulu surprise peacock. peacock didn't steal it yeah well they have it but not exclusive jeff what have you been talking yourself into i'm talking myself out of something guys oh boy i'm surprised oh boy. nobody has said anything because it's been a couple weeks i am talking myself out of shaving my face ever again I shaved my face entirely two weeks ago. I noticed oh. it seems shorter, but I probably haven't seen. Oh, I shaved then. it completely off. Wow. Not with like shaving cream. I don't F with that. I just <laughs> did like my electric one, the closest thing. Yeah. Part of it was because I needed to trim it. And the other part was my daughter is old enough to where she knows me having a beard. And I've seen like videos of like people like dad right. shaving up their beards and the babies are like, what's that? And I was like, I don't want to scare her, but I think that like it would just be funny for her to go like, what? So I did it and then I showed my face to her and she just went like nothing. She didn't she didn't didn't, react. didn't give a shit at all didn't about care. it. And I was like, that is disappointing because now <laughs> I have to go into work and it's not like I care. I look like a huge asshole, a bigger <laughs> asshole than usual. Um I it's just it's awful. Um, but then you have the people like, Oh my god, did you shave? And then I have to tell the story. 300 times <laughs> you could just say um, yeah i've yeah. i messed up shaving so i had but to then, shave but all then, but then they they it just keeps going into a thing yeah. so uh yeah so I'm you're never committing it again uh see i'm sad that you made this decision without talking to us because i just got a magnificent hot towel straight razor shave but we've been talking about it for three years and we haven't done it so i was like i'm not gonna wait any longer true but what i was saying is our barber used to not do like a big fancy shave he used to just be pretty like utilitarian about it but now that he owns his own shop he's bringing back like a multi-step really nice shave when i grow my mustache back again and it's in its former glory i'll consider doing the rest of my face that way but i'm, I'm never doing all of it again. you just can't and I obviously I shaved it down like I did the handlebar cop mustache. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I almost I almost kept it. But then I'm like, I can't because I'm a white guy. And that just says I like <laughs> Donald Trump. Yeah. And I can't do that. So I, then I shaved it off and I had just the mustache. But I'm like, it's not like my mustache isn't long or thick enough to be able to just have a mustache at your current beard length. I would really love to see uh, a chin strap. <laughs> I no, think that no. would look great on you. No. Especially because you've gained a few pounds recently. Yeah. Like, you're a little yeah. fuller in the face. Yeah. There's nothing better like me. Like, I have a round face with a double chin. When there's a chin strap <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the middle, like in the of, middle yeah. of flesh, like flesh island. Because, I mean, a lot of the beards, is, it's like contouring for women. It just makes your face look slimmer or whatever. Right. But when you do the chin strap, that doesn't exist. Also, no. or if you have that, like, really harsh line at your jawline, but you don't have a jaw because you're fat, like the dude on 90 Day Fiance. Like George Lucas. Oh yeah, yeah no yeah. neck, Ed. Yeah, so his he has this straight line where his beard ends, but there's no contour, there's no neck, there's just flesh below yeah. it. 
love to see it. And I really, really, I've never liked it, and I will never like it when guys have pretty decent beards, but they shave off their mustache. Get the f*** out of here. <laughs> yeah, that Sorry. is a weird choice. Yeah, it's I so, don't like that. I, don't, I hate that. That reminds me of that, just Moe's from The Office. When you do that, you are either from Florida or you only drink Monsters. And that Venn diagram is basically a circle. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Star Trek, Trek nothing but Star Trek. Trek. Oh, wait, that's the wrong thing. Guys, this week we're continuing our Star Trek miniseries by diving into the new animated, animated series, series for, Paramount for Paramount Plus. Plus. I mean, if you want to talk, just talk, Jeff. If you want to talk, just talk, Jim. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's Star Trek Lower Decks. Uh, Jeff. Yes. You proposed this subject. I did. It was launched in 2020 as part of Alex Kirkman's Kurtzman's yes. expanded Star Trek universe. Yes. yes. Uh, this is the first animated series since the original 1970s Star Correct. Trek animated yep. series. Uh, what's your exposure to this? Um, I knew I was my thumb was on the pulse of this when it came out because it came out either right before or right after Picard. So it's like the second series that Paramount Plus is coming out with. Um. I heard about it a while ago. Heard it was going to be animated. I thought it was going to be more for like kids, so I wasn't paying much attention to it until it started to come out. I'm like, oh, this is like, um, a, probably like a little tamer Rick and Morty because you know they're not going to go full Rick and Morty or Family Guy because mm. it's it's Star Trek. But I wasn't super jazzed on it, but I was intrigued by it, and I actually I believe I started to watch it and don't remember anything about it, um, because I. Maybe I watched like half an episode and I was like, I think I'm going to save this for talking into. And then it's been like a year. Um, but it was actually met with uh, pretty high praise from people. There's um, people who are fans of Star Trek. There's a lot of Easter eggs. Mm -hmm. uh, apparently, it's very layered and deep. And I'm sure I won't pick up on a lot or most of it. Um, a lot of references to other things. But also, I heard that it's just a solid show, too. So it is a comedy. And it follows um, a crew, not like the the main crew that you always find on the bridge, like the captain, the right. number one, all those people. It's the people working below, kind of like that classic, like, you know, stormtroopers building the Death Star kind right. of thing. It's right. it's they're literally in the lower decks of the ship. Yeah. So it follows those pensions. Yeah, pretty much. Jim, it's exactly who they are. What was your exposure to you? Have you watched any of this before? No, never watched any of it, but I do know like a lot of people that are really into Star Trek really like this show. There's a lot of Easter eggs, everything that Jeff pretty much just said. I, I agree with Jeff on one thing. The only thing I think I knew less about it than you guys did going in. Like I had heard the name. I think I had seen like the logo on like the Paramount Plus homepage and uh I also assumed that it was like a kid friendly thing. Yeah. I was not. like, oh, this makes sense. They're trying to open up to a new audience. Um, but Jeff, you did you pick the number of episodes or Jimmy? Or? I just said two episodes. Yeah. Yeah. So because uh, they're, they're shorter. So I figured it's like a 40 minute thing for us to watch. I have no idea why. Maybe if we did three, there's something that happened. I have no idea. Yeah. I'm going into this totally blind. So we watched or we're, we're watching two episodes yeah. of Star Trek Lower Decks uh, streaming on Paramount Plus. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be spoiling them. Yeah, and and I mean, I do know before we get into that part is that the cast is pretty good. Um, sure. I know there's a lot of cameos and stuff. There's a lot of comedians that we follow. Like I know Noelle Wells is the main character. She was on SNL for one season, and she's really great. Um, like Jack Quaid, I believe is the main character. Yep. He's in The Boys. He's Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan's son. Yeah, in real life. Yep. And he looks exactly also like in the recent scream. Yes. And he's also Randy Quaid's nephew. That's how I sh everyone should refer to him. Randy Quaid's nephew. So when we come back, spoiling the first two episodes of Lower Season Decks. Season one of Lower Decks. Y'all heard about First Contact? Yeah. Well, this is Second Contact. It is. <laughs> Love this concept for a show it's about such, such a good concept. Lower Decks. It's like, yeah. Oh, you know, First Contact is when, you know, the, they meet the aliens for the first time. What's Second Contact? Mostly paperwork. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty good. That's real good. 
and and we're we're pretty much thrown into this um we have a character boimler who's given like a captain's log um and you're like oh uh. and then uh we're in we're uh he's interrupted mm-hmm. by a friend mariner well i guess friend co-worker <laughs> other and fellow incident yeah ensign. yeah who's just like are you doing a captain's log and he's like yeah we're supposed to keep logs and she's like not like that let me see it. let me see it they kind of just have like this brother sister yeah. kind of right um relationship going she picks from, at him it's yeah. funny he takes everything too seriously he's, he's really, really into, into it yes yeah. serving aboard the ship which is called the Cyrenos, i believe Cyrenos, cerritos cerritos yeah. uh First impressions, Jeff, you were talking a little bit at the end of the last segment about the cast. Mm -hmm. Um, I think everyone's good in this show. I do have to admit that I spent almost the entire first episode going, oh, cool. They got Seth Meyers. (laughs) I thought this main character was voiced by Seth Meyers. He sounds like a a dorky white guy. Yeah, Yeah, very much so. Pretty much it. I Uh, mean, there's like uh, I've definitely heard like Paul Shear in there. Um, Chris Parnell played like a glowing orb. I believe I didn't look it up. (laughs) I just know the voices. Yeah, I think um, so early on in this episode, we meet this like very the the way this show opens, aside from that um, captain's log, is we see people on the bridge looking very like for animated people. They're looking like very handsome and dashing and they're like very cool and heroic. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, this show's not about them. Uh, (laughs) But one of the people we uh, see up there is this like first officer who's got a beard and he's very like muscular. And I believe he's voiced by... Nope. Forgot it. <laughs> Fred Tattashore? No. I know he's in this show. Who's Jerry O'Connell? Oh, yes. Uh, yes. Mm. So, yeah, I, I think that's funny. But what's he doing now? Yeah, he's doing this. Apparently. Uh, he's married to Rebecca Romaine, fellow Star Trek alum. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought that was funny. I also love the animation style, how uh, it does remind me a lot of Rick and Morty. Yeah, it is pretty good. And there's also, so it's 2D, it's pretty like crisp, but they also do like subtle shadowing to make it feel full. Mm-hmm. It's not like crazy in depth detail or anything. Right. A lot but of modern animation. Also, like that now. the tone is set when they're messing around with like this Romulan like war weapon um, and piece of their leg gets. Uh, yeah cut pretty deep and it's pretty graphic and violent yeah so that really sets the tone you you could tell the kind of frantic comedy sure, yeah. and over the top like physical gore comedy right and uh i also was trying to i didn't know a lot about this going into it yeah. uh pretty sure just judging by the uniforms that this takes place more around the next generation time era it's after that okay I, yeah i did look it up and it's it's around like yeah, they reference shaneway yeah yep uh, and you could just tell by the the colors that they use for the different branches. Right. And uh, uh, I like that because there's not a lot of stuff. I guess Picard, which I haven't watched yet. It's before Picard. So it's like after Next Generation before Picard. Right. So it's kind of nice. They stake their own little area. Some of the some of the difficulties of doing a show like Strange New Worlds or even Discovery is that you're you're sandwiching yourself in a narrow space between yeah, existing right. media. And you have to be very careful of like what type of stories you tell which right. that's kind of involved. how discovery started because that was a prequel as well yeah um and then they found a way out of that which i think is cool it kind of makes sense for especially a show that's clearly it i'm just gonna call the show what it is it's a parody of star trek yeah um it, it makes sense that they're gonna put it later in the timeline because they want to reference shit yep and this is really this is for star trek fans it is yeah I would say it's a parody, but it's also very deferential because the main character, um, Boimler, Boimler, you know, you've got a Mariner who's like sardonic and sarcastic and is like not into the whole prestige of of uh, Starfleet. But Boimler, he is like he's he's very uh, he's very honest and he's like devoted to it he wants to improve he wants to advance he wants to like you know make a name for himself so i like that because you have that juxtaposition of those two main characters you get to see sort of the pros and cons of starfleet Mm -hmm. um and i also love that boimler's trying so hard and he's not that great and mariner is like totally aloof and doesn't give a shit about any of this and she's actually very good at like being a member of starfleet uh, through these two episodes, we get some some of her backstory and little glimpses and things like that. But 
Jeff, plot wise, um, these are fun, straightforward, like 30, 35 minute cartoon. Yeah, there's so many contracts a virus yeah. and it's kind of like a zombie. zombie. Yeah. And all, it just turns that way, like instantly. Yep. Like um, I Very forgot gruesome. his name, the cyborg character. Um, he's on a date when this happens yeah. and they're kind of just like hiding behind a date table while like a zombie apocalypse is happening. And he's like, like, so what do you, <laughs> what type of music are you into? Yeah. And he's like part cyborg, which is kind of cool. Um, we're also introduced to another ensign. Um, I forgot her name, the green one. Uh, Devon attendee. Yeah. So she's introduced and she's like all bright eyed and, you yeah. know, she's very excited to be on yeah, the ship and, and be an ensign. And boy, yeah. like, I'm going to show you all around. And it, it's a very cool dynamic between that because like he's her not boss but like assigned to her right mentor type thing yeah um so all this crazy stuff is happening and they need to find a cure and then basically if we just cut forward a little bit boymore and mariner uh, are on this planet and they see like this spider which was a very funny scene because they're like <laughs> they're talking about milking the spider yep. and then um Mariner jumps on the back and she's like, come on, jump on the back. Just make sure it can't eat you. He just like jumps, totally misses and the spider just <laughs> grabs him. With, yeah. And then she's about to kill him. And this farmer shows up and is like, no, don't kill him. We just want his milk. Or, don't, don't taste him. Wants spoil the milk. Yeah. And he's like, he's not going to eat him. He just wants to suck the moisture out of him. Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, okay. Hey, you're good. He's just going to suck your moisture. Out of <laughs> and do you want any snacks? You got any of that milk? Um, and then you find out that like the saliva from the spider is a cure to the disease. It's pretty simple, but it's fun. So my favorite thing about this episode is the tone, which is that none of these matter. There's, Nothing matters. There's no stakes. Yeah. Not once do you ever like feel actual fear for the characters. You're like, this will get wrapped up in the next, you know, 28 yeah. minutes. Right. Uh, it's and, and you need that lighthearted funniness. It's the closest thing you'll get to the original series. I mean, it's even farther blown than that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then they get back. He makes a comment like they're about to get in trouble. And he's like, oh, you know how I just cured and saved the entire ship? Yeah. Yeah. They don't even acknowledge him. Like they give awards yeah. to all the the crew on the bridge. Yeah, right. that's funny. And, and also very true. Mariner's like, uh, Boimler's the guy who like did it. He showed up with the slime. Uh, I, I just thought I really also liked uh, how gruesome the zombie sequences are. And they weren't afraid to like. No show people like getting like black blood split <laughs> spit all over them and people just like diving on each other eating them and stuff like that i love somebody's like i, I don't remember exactly who it was i guess it was like the doctor or whatever it was like you need to pump this person's heart and they're literally pumping the person's oh, heart. like yeah. this yeah. hurts every time and then later on they're funny. like how are you i know that it was pretty dramatic and she's like i got to hold a heart yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I like this episode. I thought it was very fun. And you do. So aside from all that, you get some actual character development. Mm -hmm. You find out that the captain and the admiral are Mariner. Mariner's parents. Yep. And, and uh, <laughs> Mariner's had quite a life that you get a little bit more of in the second episode. And she seems we, we know that she's served on different ships. She's been to many different planets and she's sort of been up in that upper echelon, those right. higher decks. And she's been demoted uh because she's she's pretty irreverent doesn't like to follow the rules mm -hmm. uh the second episode boimler gets picked to pilot a craft delivering a klingon emissary mm -hmm. and uh he's very excited for this prestigious job he's wearing his his dress uniform which is very <laughs> yeah. funny yeah because it's like an actual dress yeah <laughs> uh and who shows up to co-pilot with him or actually be his lead pilot is mariner Yes. And he's not thrilled. He worked his ass off to get this assignment. He wants to take it seriously. And she's already screwing around from the beginning, messing with, oh, this is the, we, we've we got the new array shields on this or whatever. She's like hitting the shields on and off while the vehicle's yeah. like being prepped. And then turns out she has a history with this Klingon. They're old buddies. They're, they're blood bound. And they're just going to sit in the back and get drunk and mess around and screw around the whole flight. And Bloimler's not thrilled with this. Uh, they land on some like other planet. I think uh, they want to. The Klingon emissary wants to to make a stop, and uh, he ends up stealing the shuttlecraft and taking off, stranding them. Jimmy looks very confused. I don't remember any of this, <laughs> Jeff. Yeah, I mean, what you're saying is correct. Um, 
and while this is happening, we also have the other ensigns whose names I forget, Cyborg and Greeny. Um, <laughs> and uh, they kind of, they're crushing on each other. Yep. You could see that there's some kind of attraction towards each other. And the Cyborg guy is like, listen, I don't want to be an engineer anymore. And they're like, well, congratulations. Let me back up. Yeah, you can move to a different department. The Cyborg loves being an engineer. Yes, yes. But, but he wants to be with her. The new Ensign Devana invites him to watch some sort of like so solar like flare or something. Yeah. And he's like, well, I'm supposed to have a shift, but I guess I could change my entire career. And she's like, great. <laughs> yeah. And that leads him down this path of the B storyline of the episode, which is that he leaves engineering. He tries out all these other different departments and they're like not a great foot fit for many comedic yeah. reasons. And, and that ends with him saying like, I can't do this. I have to be an engineer. And she's like, oh, that's fine. We could just watch it on my monitor. Screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought that was a funny storyline. I liked seeing uh, that when he joins uh, security and they put him through this like holodeck training thing where he's attacked by all these Borgs and he just like defeats them all quickly. And the big buff guy who we saw on the bridge is like, that's supposed to humiliate you and make yeah. you realize that you're not capable. Instead, you defeated it. He's, you're one of the greatest we've ever yeah, had. There's just a whole bunch of Borg bodies laying around. Oh, yeah, that was really funny. Very good. Um, the ending of this rep episode I thought was was pretty fun. It had some good heart to it, which is that Boimler comes clean to Mariner and says, like, listen, like, I try so hard. I work so hard. And you're better at all this stuff than me. And you don't try at all. And he's like, it's not fair. Well, then at the end of the episode, they're trying to figure out a way to get back to their ship. And um, they end up meeting this Ferengi who I think these <laughs> there was a character on Deep Space Nine that was a Ferengi. Yes, there was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I didn't watch Deep Space Nine, so I'm not familiar. I recognize the design that they've got this like these giant ears attached to their yep. head and there's like pointed teeth. They're sort of sinister looking. And uh, Boimler's like, oh, you can't trust a Ferengi. They're known for, like, being deceptive and stuff like that. And sure enough, like, he pulls a knife on them. Boimler gets their way out of it. And then at the end, they're on board the ship, and Boimler's telling this story, and he's like, she fell for it. She trusted a Ferengi. Well, just the the timing of that. She's like, don't tell anybody. And then it cuts to that, and they're all laughing. like, telling the story to a bunch of crew members. Uh, And then you find out at the end that... uh, Mariner was friends with this Ferengi, and she set the whole thing up just to make Boimler feel better. Oh, that's so nice of her to do. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Was it the end of this one or the other one? I think it was the end of the first episode, actually, when they're just name dropping people. She's like, have you ever heard of Spock? And he's like, yes, I've heard of Spock. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that was (laughs) just things like that. There's a whole bunch of fun references like that. Yeah. uh, Rutherford is the name of the cyborg ensign yes and when he's like trying out for like command they they put him through a bridge uh scenario and they're like try the janeway technique yeah so yeah there's tons of little easter eggs and name drops and things like that um another fun episode right so i mean i guess final pushes since none of us are talking each other into it we're all talking ourselves into it is that um there are two seasons the third season has been greenlit it's coming out this year sometime probably later in the year um, there's 10 episodes a season, pretty easily consumable, um, fun. I mean, right now, like some people might argue it, but right now is a good time to be a Star Trek fan. Um, there's a lot of content coming out. So I think it's great. A, uh, a non-angry casual Star Trek fan. It's yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm sure that there's plenty of, you know, longtime Star Trek fans that are also loving this as a casual Star Trek fan. This is our fourth episode into our Star Trek month, mm-hmm. our fifth overall. You could tell that we're just very casual. We don't know a whole lot about the deep war and stuff, but we do enjoy the franchise yeah. overall, I'd say. Um, I think that it, it's it's definitely needed because like when you watch shows like there's some deep shit going on in discovery um picard is even more like you know dark and just like bleak um it's good to see that there's there's a pop of color there's fun yeah there there is adventure in this universe i mean you see it in strange new worlds too but like this is just this will just make you smile I think um, it's funny that you mentioned color because that is one thing I wanted to touch upon and I forgot about is just the overall look of the series is so yeah. bright. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate um, that you're dealing with alien worlds and alien species and technology. Like there's no reason to make this look muted and subdued or realistic. Even I love that everything just jumps off the screen. Like 
the technologies and in one scene of this these two episodes jeff referenced there's like a floating orb character that's just like a really cool effect very funny too yeah so i I love the overall look (laughs) of this show and and that it's heightened reality and you know like i've seen on twitter people talking on different podcasts and stuff going into like the deep cuts that are hidden in the show Mm. things like i will never ever pick up and some things like that are just so such crazy weird references so it's like the people making this show have a very high reference for star trek and they love it as well and it's not it doesn't seem like it's just a throwaway thing that was made just to make it a star trek cartoon i also appreciate this is a full series with multiple seasons on the main star trek streaming platform and not just like a, a web exclusive exactly something. right it feels like 10 years ago if this was pitched it would be like a youtube miniseries this is, with like 10 minutes this episodes. is also officially canon yeah i i love that they took that risk um i think it's just like a, a commitment to like trying fun new things with mm. the with the um with the genre or with the yeah they they did do that with discovery too they, it's called short treks it's mm-hmm. like little right. pieces that they did online that are officially canon, but they're like riskier or like weird. And some of them right. are pretty cringy. Not that great. But yeah, it's fun that they're doing this, I think. All right, fellas. Mm. So I'm going to ask the question. Were we talked into Star Trek Lower Decks? Yes. Yeah. Jimmy, you sound like you're you not You guys convinced. talked me into it because wow. like I, I was a little bit more mixed on it when when I was watching it. Like I thought it was funny, but I don't know, a lot of the animation didn't really like pop out to me. Like I thought it looked fine, but I thought it was like, really good for 2D. I think it could have yeah. looked cheaper, but I think it's pretty crisp and Paramount Plus like their HD is right. really good. It's like Paramount Plus and Disney Plus 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 um plus plus the picture quality is great mm. on both services. Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't in love with it, um, but I think that there's enough t- for me to stick around with it and maybe at least give it like at least watch the rest of the season. I'm a very soft. Yes, I don't know that I'll be watching a lot more of this. I liked what I saw. Um, we did say it's not like a kid Star Trek series, but I don't think there's anything like reprehensible in it. No, it's it's like I would say like PG-13. high school level. Yeah. Like yeah. it's appropriate. I for can high see myself showing up. this to my niece when she's a little bit older, maybe, um, and mm. her like enjoying some of the zaniness of it. Mm-hmm. I um, mean, there is like alcohol use, there is blood and gore, but you know, I mean, there's probably whatever. not much in here that's going to be any worse than like a Marvel movie. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. Jeff, what what do you think going forward? You going to keep going? Yeah, I'm going to keep watching it for yeah. sure. All right, I think it. I think it's fun yeah I like it I, it's definitely lower on my priority list of star trek stuff to watch but me too but i, I liked what i enough of what i saw from it i'm kind Plus of it's just boat. easy it's like do i want to sit down and watch like a 45 minute picard episode because i'm like right. five episodes behind or do i just want to kill 20 minutes i do watch this love that about it yeah. like as we get into more new shows especially genre television so much of it can be like daunting just as far as time and like how much attention you have to pay to it uh, because none of this has real stakes and it's all fun. If you miss a few minutes here or there, you check your phone, you get up to use the bathroom, you're probably going to be fine. Yeah, usually I pause it when I go to the bathroom because yeah, you can but I'm do saying that you easily. don't have to. If you fall asleep at the end, you probably can yeah. just start the next episode. <laughs> yeah, it's not a big deal. So guys, 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 we are at the end of our Star Trek miniseries. That's it. We just did four Star Trek episodes. We're done. We cool. are. Unless you guys want to do more. I mean, there's plenty more we can do. We I just pick, we pick these four topics kind of because they're in a cultural zeitgeist. They're things we haven't That's talked right. about before. They're popular shows. So it's up to you guys. You want to do more or? I don't know. I think we have to talk off the mic. Oh, okay. Well, in case we don't do more to recap, which is where Jimmy was getting. Yes, I, I was. Um, out of the four topics, we did Strange New Worlds. Yes. We did the motion picture. We did Enterprise. We did Lower Decks. There was only one no. But there were all of those. And that was Dan. He said no to the motion picture. And I stand by it. Everything (laughs) else was a yes. Jimmy and I loved it all. We liked it all. Dan liked everything else. So overall, sounds like we're talking. I'm a no. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I mean, I'm very into Star Trek. There, there is kind of an interesting uh, question, though, of like, is there too much Star Trek right now? No, I don't think so. (laughs) Jeff has solved that question that has plagued society. Yeah. 
Um, I think there is. I think there's too much Star Trek. It's a very strange thing to have a surplus of. Because you went so many years without. Exactly. That's the weird thing about it. I, I, so I'm conflicted. I don't think it's sustainable, but right now I think it's fine. If I had started Star Trek Discovery right on time and then started the new shows as they came up, I think I'd be okay. (laughs) But because I started behind the eight ball, I agree with Jimmy. It feels like too much for me. Yeah. But Uh, you also watched up so quickly. You just choose to watch bad things over this. (laughs) I just had to say it. Uh, No, I mean, uh, I'm moving at a pace. Star Trek Discovery is not my favorite show. So the idea of like spending a whole evening watching hours of Star Trek Discovery is not super appealing to me, but I like consuming it, you know, uh, once a week, I'll watch an episode or two. It's like kind of fun that way. Right. Uh, But that does make for a lot of weeks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Considering that there's a lot of shows currently running on Paramount Plus. A lot of them. Uh, But listen, uh, I think when you propose, what do we got? Three or four ongoing series right four, now? Four, five. five. Five ongoing yeah. series right now. Uh, I think CBS imagines that not everyone is going to be watching every no, single I episode. No, I mean, Prodigy is for children. It's like the Clone Wars Didn't of Star Didn't even Trek. know that existed. Yes, you did, because we've talked about it, and it was almost an episode. Mm-hmm. It was on our list for a while. Never once have I heard of it. I don't believe you at all. <laughs> but that has I mean, holographic Janeway. Yeah. Okay. Cool. It's, it's pretty yeah. okay. I've watched the first two episodes. Cool. I haven't seen any Picard yet. Listen, we might do another Star Trek episode. We're trying to plan some yeah. some episodes well, ahead. Po- season two of Picard just ended. I'm a few episodes behind, but it's greenlit for season three. So, eighty-two year old action heroes, let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> keep keep doing it. In the meantime. Where can people find the podcast, Jim? You can find the podcast at Talk Me Into on Twitter, at Talk Me Into Pod on Instagram. And if you feel so inclined, send us an email at talkmeinto at gmail.com. We'll read it on the show. Nice. Yeah. Find us on TikTok at Talk Me Into. Watch So Discussions on YouTube. Watch So Discussions. That's a fun show. It's good. <laughs> it's That's not, a fun it's show. not like this boring piece of garbage that this you're show stinks. To. Jeff, where can people find you? People online? can find me online. On Twitter.com. Just online. At J-E-F-F-F-F-F-27. That's Jeff with five Fs. The number 27. Dan, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter, tweeting about RuPaul's Drag Race and maybe Star Trek. See, I told you bad shows. Danny underscore breakdown. Check out my band Disqualifier wherever you like to listen to your music. Jim, how about you personally? In the shower? I can find disqualifier in the shower. You yeah. certainly can. Wow. You can find me at Son If you of a bring fish. your phone or I'll just get in the shower. <laughs> I open the curtain and you guys are playing a show. How'd you get here? CH. Wow. Jim Doze. Power through. We don't hear you. Don't Dane doze me. Doze and doze and Leave room for the funnies. No. You can find me at Son of a Fitch. S O N N A B A F I T C H. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into. It's a joke about Son of a Bitch. Talk you into next. I don't know. Waking we don't up, know yet. Waking up before you record, sleepyhead. I want a jitterbug. Bub, bub, bub. I want a jitterbug. Guys, bub. wake up. This is a dream. This is a dream. Wake up. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs>is dan and i can't decide if i'm happy or sad that there's a new star trek animated series prodigy or what lower decks oh okay well yeah there's two star trek animated series i want to redo that that was the worst fun fact i was trying to think of something on the fly that wasn't even entertaining or anything we're going to be talking about that i have i have a good one. okay do it again ready this will be an outtake jim yeah because it has to be in this episode because it's so bad yep this is actually a good one. I could start this next segment. Dude, there was one song. He was playing Mr. Popeil, and I was like, this is a fine song, whatever. In my head, I'm like, man, I really wish he played My Baby's in Love with Eddie Vedder. And then he fucking did. The next song. Whoa. And I'm like, out of all the shit, all of the songs. He heard your thoughts. First time I heard him play that song live was great. Because solipsism is real, Jeff. So, oh, my God, Jim, you were right. I willed it into existence because I am existence. You were like, my weird owl will play this song now. (laughs) Dude, it is so funny, too, because, like, we all like music, so we could kind of tell stuff. At the end, he starts, um, Jim West is playing guitar, and it's clearly Gangsta's Paradise, Mm. just in a different style. And you could hear, like, a few people, like, 
ah, like I was like, ha ha, it's going to be an acoustic version of Gangsta Paradise. And most of the theater had no idea until he was like three words into singing it. And they're like, oh, and I was like, you dumb bastards. <laughs> they, he said, as I walked and they're like, I got it. That's Pre- three I mean, words. Pretty much. Yeah. Great. Jim right. West, Desperado, Rough, Rough Rider. Rider. No, no, you, you don't, don't want, want not, a, a, none of this. Six gun in this, brother running this. Buffalo, Buffalo soldier, soldier look, it's like, like I told you. Any damsel that's in distress will be out of that dress when she meets Jim West. West. Walking up on a stage and I'm bitch slapping Chris Rock because he made fun of alopecia, Jada Pinkus Smith Rock. <laughs> I've actually never seen that movie. You don't need I know to. The music. I saw it in theaters because I was 13 yeah. years old. Nice. And McDonald's Happy Meals told me it was going to be good. Yeah, I was like, Mechanical Spider? Mm. That's why I saw Inspector Gadget because I got the toys. Girl, from girl, McDonald's. I saw that because my brother. I saw that with Dan. I saw it with my cousin and my brother. And my dad, I think. And my dad. And then we went to that little food stand in Seymour. I can't remember what the name of it was. Sweets and Eats. Huh. Remember <laughs> that? Yeah. Mm, I used to work next to that movie theater. Great. Jim, you going to start it? Yeah. It's over. It's over. Strong Bat says it's, it's over. over. I got to get Mother's Day cards after this. I forgot. Same. I don't get a card. I, I got my mom. Well, you're not a mom, so you don't get Mother's Day cards. <laughs> I didn't buy a card for her. I bought her a where's my phone i bought her a gift certificate to uh i got like this thing from etsy it's like it looks like a flower pot and has little holes so you put the flowers in you pick the flowers and you put it in there it's cute Uh, enough is some are you talking us into this or you haven't i haven't seen it either okay um do you want to do this like we did some of the Ninja Turtles and just sort of like go through and I'll timestamp it when we switch over to spoiler stuff? I don't care. Yeah, sure. Okay. Or we could just frame it like a real episode because it is kind of like one. It's only two episodes. Sure. Whatever, whatever you want. want. Because, oh, whatever you want. Oh, you can start it. I want to pull up the wiki. That's what I'm doing first. Oh, I know this fucking guy. No, I don't. I thought it was somebody different. <laughs> I'm waking up. I feel it in my bones. So how do you want to do it? You want to do a spoiler-free section and then break? Yeah. Okay. We'll just do like a real episode. Star Trek Lower Decks. All right. Are we ready? Yeah. 